0: This week, we explore the power of stories that last thousands of years. Bringing hope and healing. It's your source for personal growth, mental health, and interesting ideas. Thoughtful Mind with Svi. Here's your host, Svi Hilsenrath. And welcome back to Thoughtful Mind with Svi. I'm your host, Svi Hilsenrath. A couple of weeks ago, I spoke about the power of books and the power of reading fiction. And this week, I want to talk about a related topic, and that is the power of stories. It's interesting to see what stories last across time, what stories transcend time. And the books and the stories that we have that have come to us from antiquity, the ones that last from generation to generation, it's not always the most beautifully written stories. And it's definitely not always the bestsellers, one that capture the moment or that capture the attention of the time. If you look at the national bestseller lists across the years, it's usually filled with books that sell thousands, hundreds of thousands, sometimes even millions of copies. And then a couple of years later, everyone forgets about it. The stories that last across time usually tap into universal human truths, things that haven't changed in thousands of years, even though the surface has changed, the details have changed. But the deeper stories are the same. You know, our world looks very different than it did 2,000, 3,000 years ago. But people are pretty much the same now as they were then. And two of the stories that have lasted across time are The Iliad and The Odyssey, written by Homer. Two epic poems. Long, long poems. Written by the Greek storyteller Homer The first, the Iliad, tells of the story of a multi-nation war. The second that the Odyssey tells of the soldiers' returns and their adventures on their return from this war. Now, that description is just like saying that Hamlet is about a prince. It doesn't give you anything. I mean, one of the greatest generals of all time, Alexander the Great, one of the most successful leaders of not only his generation, not only his time period, but of all time, used to carry a copy of the Iliad with him. Some say even slept with it under his pillow. Because he looked upon it as a way to learn about the people of his time, even though it had been written generation before. And what are some of the lessons that we can learn? For example, the Iliad tells us that people that want to go to war are going to go to war on the flimsiest of pretense. Somebody who wants to cause harm doesn't need a good justification. Even the slightest offense will lead to an invasion of a country, or on a smaller scale, an invasion of somebody's space an attack on somebody else. There's always an excuse. In the case of the Iliad, it was the supposed kidnapping of a woman which led to the death of hundreds if not thousands of people. The Iliad is based in historical truth and fact. The second epic poem, the Odyssey, the return from the war that took place in the Iliad, is made up of a set of smaller stories. So the Iliad is one large story, the story of the war. The Odyssey is smaller stories, and we can learn from these as well. For example, the story of Circe. The story of Circe is that the sailors go to an island where they meet a beautiful woman, and she provides them with good food and wine and her presence. But it's a trap because she's secretly a sorceress, and she turns them into pigs, into swine. And the lesson is simple, and it's unchanged across thousands of years, which is that when we chase physical pleasure, or are tempted by wine, food, and women— Otherwise, good men or otherwise good people turn into pigs. If we are tempted and focused on physical pleasure, we sacrifice the values that we hold dear. But there's a story I really want to focus on today, and that is the story of the sirens. The main character in The Odyssey is a man named Odysseus. And he's returning home from the war by ship, and there's a small island. And on this island live these women-bird hybrids called sirens, and they have the most beautiful song. And what happens is that sailors hear the song, and they get enchanted, and they want to get closer to the source of the song, closer to the sirens. And so they row their boats, or they sail their boats, closer to this island, but this island is surrounded by reefs and rocks. And so what ends up happening is the ships end up crashing and sinking, and the soldiers end up drowning. And Odysseus wants to hear the song. So what he does is he has all of his sailors plug their ears with wax, and he has them tie him to the mast with ropes so that he doesn't jump overboard to get close to the sirens. And as they sail by the island of the sirens, the sailors are unaffected because they don't hear the beautiful song. And Odysseus is able to hear it. And as he hears it, he yells to his sailors, untie me, untie me, untie me. I want to get closer to the song, which would end with him drowning. But they don't hear him because their ears are plugged with wax. And so he's the only man that heard the song and lived. Now, what is the truth? What is the lesson in this story? People haven't changed. And today we have just as many sirens, if not more, as they did when the Odyssey was written. There's another story I want to say, which is a story about Warren Buffett. It has to do with Warren Buffett's pilot, Mike Flint, who flew him for 10 years. And at one point, he asked Warren Buffett for some career advice. And Warren Buffett said, okay, it's a three-step process. Step number one, I want you to list your 25 career goals. Okay? He writes down his 25 career goals. And then Warren Buffett says, I want you to order them from one to 25. One being the most important, 25 being the least important. Okay? He orders them from one to 25. And he says, okay, I want you to draw a box around the top five. And Mike says, okay. And Warren Buffett says, those top five are your top five goals. That's what you need to focus on. And Mike Flint says, and the other 20 are the things that I should do when I get around, when I get time to do them. And Warren Buffett says, no, those other 20 are the things you need to avoid at all costs because they are the things that are going to distract you from the top five goals, the important goals. And it's the same lesson as the sirens. There are things that are going to grab at our attention, that are going to pull us away from what is important in life. And if we let them, they will take up all of our time and they will cause us to drown in the sea of life, cause our ships to crash on the rocks and ruin us. They'll stop us from our goal, which is getting home. They'll stop us from doing the things that we know are important. So here's the question for you what is your siren today? What is pulling your attention? What is telling you, I am important, I need your focus, I need your attention, I need your energy, I need your time. But in fact, all it is, is a distraction trying to drown you. Now, of course, to me, the most obvious siren, the most obvious distraction is the one that we all carry in our pockets, our smartphones, social media. In a different podcast coming out in a couple of weeks, I'm going to get into more detail on the addictive nature of smartphones, social media, internet games. So look out for the episode when it comes. But meanwhile, just be aware that all these things that our brain is telling us is so important about that device in our pocket is probably not true. And sometimes we need to take extreme measures to distance ourselves from the distractions of life. We need to metaphorically tie ourselves to the mast. And a person might feel like, what's wrong with me? Why do I need to take such steps? And there's nothing wrong with you. This doesn't make you weak. This doesn't make you dysfunctional. It just makes you human. It's the same struggle that people have had for literally thousands of years. And that's why this story has lasted across generations. As an aside... At a symposium, they asked Warren Buffett about this list story, and he said that it wasn't true, that he had never been that organized. But that doesn't take away from the fact that it is a very effective and very true technique. They asked Warren Buffett what career advice he would give, and he said, every day, try to go to sleep a little smarter than you woke up that morning. But that's a different podcast for a different time. As always, I want to thank you for listening. If you could do me a favor and take two minutes and Leave a star rating, write a review on whatever app you're using to listen to the podcast. I would truly appreciate it. And until next time, go out, believe in yourself.